So uh, I had plans to get a couple trees cut down in my backyard. Uh (laughs) Thank you. And as far as I knew, they're supposed to call and schedule with me when they're going to come out. But then they just showed up this morning randomly, (laughs) heard a knock at my door while I was coming out of the shower. So yeah, they went and did the job that they're supposed to. And then I got a voicemail from them just after lunch that explained that in taking down one of the trees in the backyard that they grazed it against what they thought was one of my trees. So I called and found out, and then she described the tree. I'm like, uh, doesn't sound like my tree. It's not an evergreen. I planted a river birch in the backyard and it has no leaves right now. So then she sent me a picture and I confirmed my suspicions that it was actually one of the neighbor's trees. So did it damage their tree? Yeah, it kind of fell and grazed against it and knocked off a bunch of leaves and possibly gouged the trunk a little bit. That doesn't sound too bad. It's not a very big tree. He has, my neighbor has a whole line of evergreens, probably about six to eight feet tall that run along the back of his property that he put in a few years ago. And it Mm -hmm. only grazed against one of the trees. So I gave him all the info. I told him that the the arborist would be willing to make amends however he deemed appropriate. And Mm -hmm. the tree itself, I looked at it when I got home and it doesn't look that great, (laughs) to be honest (laughs) with you, but... Not your problem. Not exactly. I mean, I feel somewhat semi-responsible because, you know, I was the one who had the tree cut down, but right. not directly responsible. Well, I mean, it wasn't your error. It was the, the tree people's error. Yes. And that's why they're insured, right? Yep. Indeed. How's your addition going? It's it's getting along there. I'm glad we're recording at night because there's a lot of noise during the day. I can <laughs> so imagine. I haven't really been able to get much work done. And hopefully you don't really have anything else urgent to record. Well, I mean, I haven't really been auditioning, so (laughs) (laughs) that pretty much makes it easy to not record. But I mean, you know, I think at this point, that's my life. And that's our show. Welcome to this month's episode of That's Our Show. I'm your host, Glenn. And I'm Jim, and welcome. So we are back again with another new episode, and we're back with more nostalgia. Because, well, that's becoming a running theme on this show, apparently. It does seem to be. It's like uh, nostalgia and uh, drinking. taste tests. <laughs> nostalgia <laughs> and drinking, yes. Maybe that should be the new title. <laughs> welcome to Nostalgia and Drinking with Glenn and Jim. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it would hit more search engines. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) So uh, our nostalgia this time is going to be centered around cartoons. That's right. The cartoons that we grew up watching from, well, mostly during the 70s and 80s and maybe slightly beyond. But some of these shows or some of these cartoons actually themselves dated probably as far back as the 1930s. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the... uh... I mean, I, I don't know that I'd call it the golden age of animation, but that's kind of where a lot of these things started with... I think it indeed was called the golden age of animation, Glenn. Was it called the golden age? Perhaps <laughs> it was, but that's when most of these things started in shorts before movies. Right. They were shown in theaters. Yeah. And yeah, it's where you get things like, you know, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny and Mighty Tom Mouse, and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. All of these things started as shorts before films. But we're talking more about television animation. We're talking mostly about Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up with. Afternoon, after school cartoons. Yep. And into the current 
well, at least mine will go into the current, <laughs> whether it's stuff that I'm just a child and continue to watch or stuff that because I have a child. I yeah, I think you uh, have some leeway in that area. Yeah, I, I think overall what we discovered with a lot of this is that I guess I'm I've watched a lot more cartoons than Jim or I remember more <laughs> or I did more research or something like that. I think we'll find that many of the cartoons that you found that you remembered that you watched, I also watched later on you know, mm. a decade or so later because they were still on. Yeah. I mean, we do have, uh, what do we have? What, what am I like eight years older than you? Something like that. I know I'm old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm the, uh, I'm the old man here and we'll be talking about the cartoons. And I'm the young pipsqueak. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll just go through these and I, I, I can, we can start, you can pull up your list. I'll pull up mine and I guess I'll go through mine and then when we come across something that I that we don't share on the list, then you can pipe okay. in. Fair enough. Yeah, because okay. especially the early part of your list is going to overlap a lot. Yeah, I, I would think so. Even though like a lot of these kind of predated my birth, they still went through most of the 70s. And right. they were at least still running in reruns, if nothing else. Yeah, I caught a lot of these in reruns. I, I feel like I did too. As I was going through this, I'm like... I thought a lot of these were on the air, but there are so many cartoons that surprisingly like only lasted one season, but ran for like four, four years. <laughs> they just kept repeating the same episodes for like four years. Well, when I was a kid, you know, you're, you're not fully cognizant of, first off, when these shows actually first aired. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't always realize, say, how many episodes there were of a given show. And I'm sure Absolutely. in many cases, I probably saw the same episodes over and over and over again. And I don't think like when you're a kid, you don't care about that because my kid, no. you know, we're, we're living in the age of streaming now, but he will just sit and rewatch stuff like four or five times. And oh, yeah. I do that all the time. It. Yeah. So I'm sure we were doing the same thing. It's just we were we were spoon fed it as opposed to searching it out. Right. It was appointment television in a manner of speaking, because you yes. knew such and such show would be on every day at whatever time. Yeah, sit down with your bowl of Fruit Loops on Saturday morning and <laughs> watch several hours of cartoons. <laughs> Yes, just the way they planned it. <laughs> Put your two hands out for a dig em smack. Dig em. Watch a bowl of beer like that. Kellogg's Sugar Smack. Dig em. Toast the wheat on a smack and good breakfast. Kellogg's Sugar Smack. Dig em. Hi, Dad. Morning. Hey, what's that frog doing? Deep sea diving. How deep is it? Knee deep. <laughs> Kellogg's Sugar Smack. Dig'em. Make a part of your good breakfast. Kellogg's Sugar Smack. That's a dig'em smack. So we're going to go back to, I guess, 1969. Yeah. There's probably some stuff. I'm sure there's some stuff that, that's before that that we'll get to later. But that was pretty much the premiere of the first one that's on my list. Yes. Which I believe is also on your list. It was. <laughs> Hey there, Scoob. <laughs> yeah, uh, voiced by the uh, great Casey Kasem. That was Shaggy. And yes. of course, we're referring to the show, well, the character Scooby-Doo. But there have been so many incarnations of that. It started in 1969 and the show was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? That's right. What, what throws me off with that is it's Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It yes. ends with an exclamation point, not a question mark. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's not Where Are You? It's Where Are You? <laughs> And I think that's the one I most fondly remember. Certainly the theme song. Doobie, doobie, doo. Where are you? Yeah, that. I think they, I feel like they used that in a lot of future ones as well. There were other variants or other theme songs that came up later, maybe in the 
I don't know, in the 70s sometime, but I don't know. I just always thought the first one was the best. Yeah, I mean, that, that Scooby-Doo Where Are You ran from uh, 1969 up to 76, and then that was immediately followed by the Scooby-Doo Dynamut Hour. And Dynamut, that was paired with Blue Falcon, right? I don't remember that at all. I, I think that was Blue Falcon. Yeah, sure it was, because following that in 77 was Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. I really don't remember that. The Laugh Olympics I remember really well. That also had Captain Caveman in it. I remember him. Captain Caveman! Captain Caveman! Uh, And it had, of course, the Laugh Olympics, which was like a lot of like... It it was based on Battle of the Network Stars, I believe. That, yeah, I vaguely remember that. But But it was cartoons, and I really remember Muttley... And Dick Dastardly from that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that was also the Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt were in that. Don't remember and that. I don't know. Did you see the movie they came out with a few years ago, Scoob? No, I missed it. There was a movie called Scoob, which I saw mainly because of my son. <laughs> and that was bringing back, you know, it, it was a Scooby-Doo movie. And it was kind of an origin story where Shaggy and Scooby first met and how the, the uh, I guess it wasn't the Mystery Machine. What was their, did their group have a name? The Scooby Gang. The Scooby Gang, <laughs> whatever it was. How they got together and how they started. And then eventually they did bring in Dick Dastardly and Muttley mm-hmm. and they brought in Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. So they brought in all of those old characters for the movie. Where did uh, Scrappy Doo come into this? Scrappy Doo. So Scooby's All Star Laugh Olympics ran until 1978. Following that was when they introduced Scrappy Doo. All right, I which did the re- reason I didn't put that on there is because to me that that is and to a lot of people <laughs> that's what killed Scooby Doo. Yeah, I do remember watching that. Yeah, I mean I rem- I probably watched some of it but Scrappy Doo was just so annoying and it kind of <laughs> yeah. it did it, it lasted a couple of years I think but after that there were there was no Scooby Doo on for for quite a while after mm-hmm. that but it's it's been back several incarnations since then. I remember there was a pup named Scooby Doo at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scooby-Doo was definitely, I I mean, that's got staying power. There's a movie, I believe, where Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I've caught my son watching that and actually got into Kiss music briefly because of that. (laughs) Scooby-Doo's been around, like, since the late 60s. Yeah. Remains popular. Over 50 years. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Another one that has definitely had staying power is uh, the Pink Panther show. Yes, I loved the Pink Panther as a kid. Yeah, and that was like, there were just a bunch of different Pink Panther shows, or or I don't know, they may have all been called the Pink Panther show, but that started also in 1969 and, and ran all the way up to 1980. Right, and it had two other side cartoons series that went along with it. At least two other. It had the, the Inspector, right. which was, I guess, became... Inspector Clouseau. I don't it was, like what came f- did the cartoon or did the movies come first? I th- thought I think the movie came first and the cartoon yeah. was sort of a not rip off but a homage I guess to the the first movie at least. The Inspector <laughs> it had the Pink Panther and of course the 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 third one that you were talking about was the Ant and the Aardvark. The Ant and the Aardvark. There were others as well. Uh those were the main 3 that I remember. And I cannot remember what what was the name of the guy that voiced the Aardvark? John Biner. No, because it's 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 a it's a comedian. He talks like this. It was John Biner doing a Jackie Mason impression. Seriously, it wasn't actually Jackie Mason. Nope, I did not know that. Yeah, he voiced both the ant and the aardvark. He did a Jackie Mason impression for the aardvark, and he did a Dean Martin impression for the ant. Well, he was very good. 
He was. <laughs> he was a renowned impressionist. Apparently. I mean, I honestly thought that that was Jackie Mason. Nope. It wasn't Jackie Mason. I'm absolutely shocked. <laughs> yeah, there are several instances of certain animated characters who are basically voiced by people doing impressions of other Yeah, and, and that is totally people. The cartoon series follows attempts of a blue aardvark voiced by John Biner imitating Jackie Mason, attempting to catch and eat a red ant named Charlie, also voiced by Biner imitating Dean Martin. What's surprising to me, uh, pulling up that, that article, is that there are only 17 shorts of that. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's so in my head. Yeah. I gotta get that in. <laughs> this is a uh, snout that sound like a vacuum cleaner yes <laughs> so that was at any rate uh, yes i watched that show i even had a uh, pink panther plush doll did you i, See, did. I, I never had anything with that uh, i there is so my wife had i think it was no it's a, a shaggy doll from free we're going back to scooby-doo now mm -hmm. a shaggy doll and like a a, a scooby-doo figure and there was a tiny little box of Scooby snacks with it, too. Of course. Which I think got passed on to our son. Naturally. The, the, the figure, not the snacks. Munch a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of free toast go with lunch. Munch a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of free toast go with lunch. Nothing gives your old lunch a munchy new twist like Fritos brand corn chips. So munchy, so full of good corn taste. Fritos makes lunch much better. So another old one. This I don't think I watched this too much because this is another one. This is interesting. So this show was on from 1970 all the way through 1976. However, there was really only one season of it. Okay. And it just kept rerunning. And then there was kind of another show. But they, I'm, what I'm talking about now is Josie and the Pussycats. I vaguely remember it. I remember it was still on when I was a kid. I don't know that I was that into it. I just kind of remember the musical numbers more than anything else that it would just cut to Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, I, I remember the theme song yeah. kind of. And I know, they made a movie of that, didn't they? They did, yeah. That I have not seen. I, I was seen never it. really into the show, but it's yeah. definitely something that stuck in my head. But what was weird is, so they had the one season only of Josie and the Pussycats, and then there was also Josie and the Pussycats in outer space. Of course. They, because. I, I swear, there was a lot of weird stuff that they just threw into outer space. Yeah. Because they couldn't think of anything else to do with it. Right. <laughs> so, we'll get to more so that, of that later, I think. Yeah, we will. So there's also, here was one that I used to watch a lot, and that I guess is doesn't quite have the good memories that it had uh, and that was fat albert and the cosby kids did you watch i also that watched that yep mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't I think remember it too did. well though but other than the theme oh, song, oh i remember it. it well how could you forget that theme song So that was Bill Cosby, did the little intro there, played it himself, and he also voiced like three of the characters, two of the characters? Probably at least half the characters, I don't really remember. Yeah, I know he voiced Fat Albert, I'm pretty sure he voiced uh, the guy that would go, hey, but Fat but Albert. Donald? I think that was Mushmouth? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, this was all based on a routine that Bill Cosby had done, a stand-up routine. Mm-hmm that 
Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. I feel like it's just been Bill Cosby's legacy has kind of ruined Fat Albert, which is a shame because it was a really good kids show and it like it taught lessons and stuff. And it was, you know, then we won't talk about we won't get into picture pages then either. Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, that was that animated. No, no, I didn't think so. So moving on from that is another classic, Yogi Bear, which mostly I think I watched Yogi's Gang, which aired from, is another one, it's aired from 1973 to 75, but was just one season and a bunch of reruns. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously had heard of Yogi Bear and mm-hmm. Boo Boo and Jellystone Park, but I guess, I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't really watch it very much or I, I couldn't get into yeah. it. I don't know. I think I was more into it. I, I, I mean, because 73 to 75 is pretty early for you. I mean, and even for me, that's, you know, putting me in single digits of age. It's putting me in negative digits. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have watched that. But Well, I'm sure I, it would have been on at some point in reruns later on when I could have watched it, but I probably, just didn't. Yeah. But I just, you know, hey, boo-boo, let's go out and get us some picnic baskets. Mr. Ranger is not going to like that, Yogi. Uh, it's just classic. <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen the movie as well that they made where Dan Aykroyd Aykroyd based Yogi. Yeah, that's right. I think I watched that with my son. But Yogi Bear originated back in 1958. Okay. It was a character on the Huckleberry Hound show. Yeah, I guess that's when like the late 50s, I guess, was like when a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons started cropping up on TV. And God, there were a lot of them and we'll get to more. But yeah, so he originated Huckleberry Hound and then kind of was the ended up the star of that so they spun it off into the right. yogi bear show and yogi bear and friends as you do and that was all in the late 60s until it came what i was familiar with and believe it or not there is a current yogi bear cartoon that is running on max it's called jellystone <laughs> i have not seen it i mean the characters all look completely different and everything but yeah yogi bear is Does one of them looks like kevin costner God knows. <laughs> but there were also other, like, you know, Huckleberry Hound was also on uh, Yogi's Gang, and they had uh, Adam Ant. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with any of these. I mean, this is really early for me, but I, I do remember Adam Ant and Augie Doggy. Uh, uh, kind of vague. And McGilla Gorilla. Yeah, a lot of probably these. Probably the most really familiar one you are, much. which is probably Snagglepuss. Yeah, that one I'm. Exit. Stage right, even. <laughs> From there, were, uh, that, that was, like I said, 70, 73 to 75. During that, uh, we had 73 to 74 was Speed Buggy, which again, another one of those that was one season and reruns. Don't remember that one at all. You know, see, I just remember, like there was the, the voice. I don't know who did the voice of Speed Buggy. Maybe if I saw it again, I might remember. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of inspired by like Herbie and the Love Bug and that sort of thing, but it was like a dune buggy that had a voice and spoke and yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little more mainstream that I watched was Super Friends. I watched that too. It was on yeah. for quite a while. I think it was on for well into my childhood. Yeah, it was probably on into the 80s. The original Super Friends was 74 to 77, which again three years but just one season and reruns and then it came back as like a bunch of different shows that the animation got slightly different but it was the original that i'm sure that i watched i'm hearing the narrator in my head meanwhile at the hall of justice or whatever (laughs) wonder twin powers activate (laughs) do you remember that the wonder twins uh yeah they were kind of dressed in purple and yeah vaguely they could like change shape shape of a bucket that i don't remember form of yeah 
that was their power. But I mostly, you know, it was Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Batman, Robin. Batman. Yeah, all of that. Aquaman, I think. And those, of course, are DC still in characters. some sense still around. <laughs> <laughs> and one that was definitely like really, I don't know if it was just in my wheelhouse or something that I just really liked as a kid or what it was. But I remember this so well because I, it was one of my first lunchboxes that I had. Who is this superhero? Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? Could be. Hong Kong Pooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong and that is Hong Kong food. I'm familiar. It's he's a dog, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've... He was a dog. Uh, that, that was again one season, but ran from 1974 to 76 on reruns. Didn't really and see that one. He was a dog. He had like a secret identity, and then he would change into this karate expert. He's wearing like a red robe. Yes. Thing. I, I can see it in my head. But he was completely incompetent, and it was the cat that always. <laughs> Was the one that was good, and the and Hong Kong Hong Kong Fui himself was voiced by Scatman Crothers. Oh, okay, it's a very distinct voice. Yes, yes, and I just loved that show. So yeah, I had that. I had that lunchbox. Nice. The only one that I remember that lunchbox. I remember the Six Million Dollar Man, <laughs> and the last lunchbox I had, where I ended up with two of them because the first one got destroyed, and I still have this. Is Kiss. I have a vintage 1970s Kiss lunchbox. Were you in the Kiss Army? No, actually, I was not. <laughs> it's not officially in the Kiss Army. All right, moving on from that, we have the Oddball Couple. I don't think I've heard of this one at all, but I'm going to guess it's a riff on the Odd Couple. It absolutely is. This aired in 1975, which I think was right after the Jack Klugman, Tony Randall version of the Odd Couple went off the air. Okay. And they put it on. It was a dog and a cat. I think it was a messy dog and a really neat cat. I don't remember it that well, to be perfectly honest with you, but I wanted to throw it on there just because I think it's amusing that they <laughs> managed to adapt that into a cartoon. Yeah, there were apparently quite a few adaptations. Yeah. Live we'll action properties. <laughs> we'll get into more of those yeah. later. Okay, going from there, we go way back to 1940, another one that originated as a short before films, and that's Tom and Jerry, and they have been around forever. Oh, yeah. But they changed so, over time because the classic ones that were shown in theaters were always mm -hmm. about Tom Chase and Jerry around the house. Yeah. And getting in I, trouble yeah. or. I mean, that's kind of what I remember too. So the stuff that I watched was the Tom and Jerry show, which was in 1975, which I think I also did see. Mm -hmm. And the Tom and Jerry comedy show in 1980. And that one also had droopy dog, which Going I definitely up remember. You're floor Yeah. That, uh, I remember Tom and Jerry, I know Droopy Dog appeared in in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I don't remember if Tom and Jerry did. If they did, they didn't really have a featured part, I don't think. Yeah, because they don't talk. <laughs> right. But the telltale sign, I think for some people about Tom and Jerry cartoons are, if you see the ones where Jerry's wearing a red bow tie, mm -hmm. <laughs> which were probably the ones that were on the Tom and Jerry show primarily, but I think some I people tend to avoid those. I think those were later. Really? Yeah. Because I don't really remember the red bow tie. Okay. I mean, um, like, I know that he had it. I'm thinking of the ones where they kind of were friends and got into trouble together. Yeah, that's later. Okay. Because when I was watching it, it was still Tom chasing Jerry. All right. Yeah. 
But I mean, that still keeps coming back. They did a movie of that a few years ago, and the show itself was uh, on the air as recently as 2021. So the one I remember, and I was look, just looking this up a little bit ago, but the one I jumped out in my head the most was when it was Jerry's uncle, who was like a hillbilly who played his guitar and had a big long mustache and kept stuttering the lyrics to his songs, but he kept breaking his guitar string. So he always hunted down Tom to pull off his whiskers to replace the oh, strings. Oh, I kind of remember on that. His guitar. Yeah. I kind of remember that. <laughs> so no matter where one, Tom tried to run and hide, this other mouse would find him and pull off his whisker. Mm-hmm. Sadistic little uh, rat. Another one that I kind of remember, but don't remember that well, is the Great Grape Ape Show. Which was I on don't from, remember that one very well. I might have on, seen it, it was once another one that was on for three years, 75 to 78, but only had one season <laughs> in reruns. And I think, I believe the, the, the so it was just a, a large purple gorilla. Yeah. I that I think only said grape ape, grape ape. Yeah. And there was another, God, there was another catchphrase. Oh yeah, no, it was like people would get scared of him and go, gorilla la 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 la. Don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's, it's just such vague memories I have of that. Where you going, Susie? To spend the night at Kathy's. Bet you're excited. A little scared too, Milton. I've never slept away from home. That's only natural. I was nervous my first night here. Really? Sure. I didn't know if you'd like Kellogg's Pop-Tarts, but you did. Especially all that real fruit filling and delicious frosting. Milton, did you ever stay at a friend's house? Nope. Couldn't find an extension cord long enough. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of good inside Kellogg's Pop-Tarts toaster pastries. Now, we have so much more to cover and we're getting late. We definitely do. Yeah, but let's let's see if we can get at least one more in here because the next one on the list is the Looney Tunes Merry Melodies, which is just huge. Yeah. I mean, those go back to 1930 with Looney Tunes, 1931 with Merry Melodies. Those were the short short films that would mm-hmm. appear before longer films. <laughs> right, and those ran through to the 60s. Yeah, late 60s. And then they had compilations of these things that, like, at least in my time, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, mm-hmm. which aired from 75 to 77, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show from 77 to 85. I remember that one. Then they had the Sylvester and Tweety Daffy and Speedy Show, which was 82 <laughs> to 85. That's a mouthful. And the Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes Comedy Hour from 85 to 86. I think you missed one. There was also the Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show from sometime in the late 80s, maybe even early 90s. Uh, yeah, that, that came after that. That was kind of, that's probably more in your time than mine. Yes. Because at that point, I'm, you know, uh, almost 20. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we won't get into cartoons from that I watched later than that, but yeah, Bugs Bunny is just a classic. I, well, I feel all, like it all just, those cartoons are classics. They're the great, but they're so violent to the point that oh, yeah. I don't like, I haven't, I haven't really shown my son any of that. Well, I watched him as a kid and look how I turned out. Exactly. I'm regularly dropping anvils on people I don't like. <laughs> and painting tunnels onto cliff sides for people. And to boulders, drive yeah, to run into yeah. or run through yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I always order all my gadgets and various wares from Acme all the time. Indeed. I, I think what's amusing about that, uh, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, that is, is that people probably misspell both of those almost every time. Like Looney Tunes... People seem to think it's tunes as in cartoons, T-O-O-N-S. No. But it's tunes, T-U-N-E-S. And Merry Melodies is not Merry with a Y like in Merry Christmas. Yep. It's, it's Merry with an I-E. Yeah. Very weird. What I don't get quite get is 
I, I guess it kind of stems from their origins, but they were basically the same thing after a while. I believe they originally, so originally what happened from what I've read, Looney Tunes had the recurring characters like Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, mm-hmm. I think Elmer Fudd before Bugs Bunny. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Merry Melodies was one of their, was originally supposed to be just their one-offs where -hmm. the characters weren't recurring, but that's where Bugs Bunny ended up coming from. So yeah, eventually it was just overlap. Weren't Looney Tunes originally just in black and white and Merry Melodies were the first ones to be in color too? That's, that's entirely possible. Yeah. Before they just all went to color. Eventually it just became, they were indistinguishable from one another. Sure. Merry Melodies was only only came about a year after Looney Tunes started. So would that have even started in color? Probably not. Maybe I think not. They both would have started in black and white. If that's when they started, I'm assuming. But Merry Melodies might have gone to color first. It could be. Yeah. No I don't idea. Know. But so many class characters: Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd, Foghorn Leghorn, Tweety Sylvester, The Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, Yosemite Sam, Peppy Le Pew. Uh. <laughs> Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Uh, the uh, uh, chicken uh, hawk. Ralph. Yeah, chicken hawk. <laughs> the dog. What Ralph was the name? sheep dog. No, 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 no. The dog that Foghorn Leghorn tormented. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ralph Wolf and Sam the sheep dog. <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Boy's about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. <laughs> mice that is. Yes. And of course, all or almost all voiced by the great Mel Blanc. Almost all of them. Yep. Uh, phenomenal how many different voices he did stupid little trivia apparently the only reason he got a credit in many of those films was because he asked for a raise and got turned down <laughs> well, i don't know how true that is but credit. <laughs> he deserved the raise too yeah <laughs> but there were other voice actors too who also would have deserved the credit yeah there were definitely a few in there apparently he was the original and i i i guess this isn't until later this was in reruns by the time I watched it, and we'll get to it later, but let me mention it now, because Mel Blanc was the original voice of Woody Woodpecker. Yes. And he is the one that came up with the... <laughs> right. Which I just did a horrible thing with. But that laugh was originally Daffy Duck's laugh. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Or similar, anyway. Back when Daffy Duck was, like, really Daffy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if we can get through the uh, 70s, at least. Okay. Next next 70s cartoon on my list is Jabberjaw. Yeah, I had to re- refresh my memory on this one. I think I saw it in passing maybe a couple times as a kid, yeah. but what I remembered about it was a giant talking shark that was basically just an impression of Curly from the Three Stooges. That pretty much covers it, yeah. I mean, that was on from 76 to 78, another one with just one season in reruns. <laughs> I don't remember it super I'm not well, surprised. but I know I, I know I watched it and I do remember pretty much all that you remember was just... <laughs> Curly as a shark. Right. Now, one that ran only one season and did not run in reruns that probably a lot of people haven't even heard of is Baggy Pants and the Nitwits. Count me as one of those people. I remember the, the theme would just end with Baggy Pants and the Nitwits. I remember that vividly. The characters came from laughing and they were kind of cleaned up for kids I don't That's remember. It was, it was very odd. Very, very odd because it was voiced by, oh, what's her name? Ruth Buzzy. Oh, okay. Who was on Laugh-In? It, well, yes. <laughs> so these were based on the Laugh-In characters of Gladys and Tyrone, 
which were Ruth Buzzy and Artie Johnson. Oh, the the um, the old spinster lady, yeah, the old spinster lady, and the guy who kept trying to come on to her. So baggy pants. All right, baggy pants was basically the little tramp character from Charlie Chaplin, and had no dialogue. So that wasn't really anything. That that, that was kind of like Pink Panther cartoons. Okay, it, it was just silly. But the nitwits were an old superhero named Tyrone, and that was Artie Johnson. Okay. And he emerges from retirement and to fight crime, and he's helped by his wife, Gladys, who is Ruth Buzzy. Got it. Yeah, I, they are very weird. I, it was just a very, very strange cartoon. I kind of remembered a little bit, but again, they just like changed stuff to make it more kid-friendly from Laugh-In. Apparently, the original last name of Tyrone, Artie Johnson's character, was Horny. <laughs> Spelled uh, horn and then nay, like the sound a horse makes. Oh, horn so Hornay, I guess. <laughs> Regardless. Count de Monet. Yes. <laughs> It's Demonet. <laughs> Sorry, vague Mel Brooks references. So that was Baggy Pants and the Nitwits. Uh, moving into the final one that started in the 70s, for me at least, and then and then we can, I don't know if we've left anything out that, that you watched in the 70s. One that started way before the 70s, but what I watched aired from 1979 to 80, and that was The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll. And I probably saw some incarnation of that myself. It was probably the same one because I think that was in reruns or syndication after the 79 to 80. I'm guessing, yeah. But I think I also remember maybe seeing what were probably some of the earlier cartoons from the. Yeah, I'm sure I did. I mean, Mighty Mouse was started in black and white, and that was another one that was the short films and movies. Yeah, I mean, they kind of. I think when they must have been rerunning them when I saw them, they kind of packaged all these together and mixed them all up. They did a lot of that, yeah. So that takes me through all of the 70s. Now there's one I'll throw in that was on my list that you did miss, and that was Popeye. <laughs> which had many different incarnations, animated incarnations, and I think it also started like some of these other cartoons where it mm-hmm. was probably shown theatrically in the earlier years. Yeah, the yeah. Ones I, I don't pro- think I, I, I never really watched that one regularly, but I'm sure I saw episodes of it. Well, the one I remember the most was probably, I think, from the 60s, where Pape was usually dressed in a white sailor suit, and you pretty much had the stock of supporting characters like Olive Oil, Sweet Pea. I'm thinking Wimpy was on that, too. Bluto was called Brutus. I remember that for some reason. Hmm. And the Sea Hag is <laughs> on there. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember it well enough to remember the sea hag. But it was all pretty formulaic, and, you know, once an episode, Popeye had to get his can of spinach and kick Brutus's butt. <laughs> that was pretty much it, and I, I think that might be why I didn't watch it as much, because... <laughs> it was it on. Was I can't say it was my favorite. to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fair. Is that the only one from the 70s that, that you watched? I believe I that was the only one from the 70s that I remembered that I had on my list that you hadn't already covered. Fair enough. But I, I mean, did watch most of the ones that I remembered that I was said I was familiar with. I did also watch. Right, right. And I mean, you weren't born till 78. Correct. So, yeah, you weren't around for that much of the 70s. No, <laughs> certainly not to be cognizant of cartoons. 
Now, well, we're running pretty long here. Hopefully some of this will come out in editing, but apparently we have more to talk about because all we got through was the 70s. So much, we'll be back, much I more. Guess. Yes. I guess next month we'll be back with more on cartoons. But meantime, that's our show was brought to you by the Backstage Group. Engineered by Jim Balsarek and edited by Glenn Reed. And of course, you can find us online at show.backstage.link or email us at show at backstage.link. Please give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice and be sure to tell your friends to give us a listen. And until we get back to you in two weeks with another minisode and next month with the rest of the cartoons, hopefully, that's, that's our, our show. show. Crap, I watched a lot of cartoons. <laughs> and still do. So did I. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jim. <laughs> Is there something you're not telling me? <laughs> did I really just do that? Have I, have I been replaced? <laughs> how is that accidental? Yeah, Wait, let me uh, do that over again. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a rollicking start today. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm awing a lot. Whoa, Scoob! Oh, um, on... Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. There's your nostalgia, kids. And then they had the Sylvester and Sweetie... Sweetie. Oh, old what's-her-name. Which is weird. Want to try that again? That's, That's our, our show. show. <laughs> Can we try that one more time? Yeah, sure. I'll fix Pause. it. It was fine. Jim, let's yeah. dive back into the animated wonderland of our childhood. We're rewatching classic cartoons we grew up with and dissecting them with adult perspectives. Does He-Man still hold up? Is Inspector Gadget a misunderstood genius? Well, I can't wait to see if our childhood favorites withstand the test of time, or if we've just been blinded by nostalgia.